Good afternoon. Welcome to our study of the Psalms as we read through a few of the different Psalms uh, from Psalm 1 through 150. Today's Psalm that we're reading is Psalm 119, verses 73 to 80. Uh, and so we talked about this a couple of times, uh, but just a, a nice reminder is that the Psalm 119 is the longest Psalm in the book of Psalms. It's also the longest chapter in the Bible with 176 verses in this Psalm. And Psalm 119 is an acrostic poem. So an acrostic poem takes uh, the letters of a word or a phrase or something and then starts the the line with, with each of those letters. And so Psalm 119 is an acrostic poem of the Hebrew alphabet. So there are 22 letters, I believe, in the Hebrew alphabet. And the psalmist takes eight lines or eight verses for each letter of the alphabet and then talks about specifically the law of God. So the whole psalm is really about the law of God. And, and, and today's psalm section that we're reading, 73 to 80, is the Hebrew letter Yod. And this is kind of like the I of uh, the English alphabet. So we're reading uh, verse 73, starting here in Psalm 119. It says this, Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. Uh, so this, this first psalm, or the first verse here in this in this portion of the psalm, uh, this the psalmist is acknowledging the Creator God. He's acknowledging that God has has formed him, that God has made him, that God has stitched every fiber of his being, and so he's asking them to have understanding to learn God's commands. It's an acknowledgement not just of uh, the fact that he's been created by the Creator, but that he's been created with a specific purpose. And so the purpose that the psalmist finds is in following and obeying and learning and loving the commands of God. And so the psalmist begins by acknowledging his, his part as a created being and his purpose as a created being through the, the creator to understand and to learn the commandments of God. And then so we go to verse 74, continue reading. It says, may those who fear you rejoice when they see me, for I have put my hope in your word. And again, uh, the idea of fearing God is is found numerous times throughout the Psalms. It's found numerous times throughout the Proverbs. And the idea of fearing God is meant to be this idea of obeying God. It's this idea of worshiping God and giving reverence and honor to God. And and so this, this idea of fearing God is really about obedience. It's about worship and honor, not, um, not the traditional way we would understand fear in the English as to be afraid or to... Um, be terrified of, but rather to to obey, to rejoice in, to love, to um, to follow God. And so the psalmist is saying that, that those who rejoice the Lord, or those who rejoice in the Lord, those who fear the Lord, uh, that may they rejoice in him when they see him, for he also fears the Lord. So he's, he's really saying, let me find uh, community, let me find friendship in those who also obey God's word. Let me find friendship and, and connections with those people who also rejoice in God. Uh, and it would, it would appear that that perhaps he's not finding that. And, and that's why he's asking uh, for that from God. And we're going to see that throughout the rest of the, the portion here. Uh, but it seems like he's looking to find that community, that connection with others who also rejoice in God. Because he may be surrounded by people who uh, may not be so diligent or may, may not really care about the commandments of God. And verse 75 says, I know, O Lord, that your laws are righteous, they're just. And in faithfulness, you have afflicted me. May your unfailing love be my comfort, according to your promise to your servant. Let your compassion come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. 
So the psalmist is, again, like many of the psalms, going through something, through something difficult. But he's acknowledging that whatever he's going through at the hands of God, whatever punishment he's receiving, that it is a just punishment. He knows that he may have done something wrong and is deserving of whatever affliction he's going through. Uh, but then the beautiful thing that he kind of gets to is in 76 and 77, he says, May your unfailing love be my comfort, according to the promises to your servant, to your servant David. And and verse 77, let your compassion come to me that I may live. And so so while he acknowledges that he's deserving of this punishment, he also kind of rejoices and boasts in, in the love that God brings. He rejoices and boasts in the compassion that God gives, that even though God might be punishing him as he as he feels in verse 75 of Psalm 119, he's, he's also rejoicing at the fact that God's compassion, God's love is surrounding him, that even the punishment isn't as maybe as severe as he might deserve or he might be should be experiencing but rather that God's love, God's compassion comes to him for the fact that he delights in God's law. And then 78, we continue, and this is where, where we may find himself, uh, where we may find the psalmist surrounded by, by people who, who don't love the Lord, uh, who don't love the commandments of God. For he says in verse 78, May the arrogant be put to shame for wronging me without cause, but I will meditate on your precepts. May those who fear you turn to me, those who understand your statutes. So the psalmist might be in a position or in a place of authority where there are others around him who are also in, in higher ranks of authority who are uh, either lying about him, who are wronging him, uh, who are uh, maybe uh, talking bad about him and, and his beliefs and so putting him down and, and creating trouble for him. And so that this may be the reason that the psalmist is asking to find friendship, to find community in those who love the Lord, to find people who, who love justice, who love righteousness, who want to pursue the commandments of God. And so he says, may those who are arrogant, those who don't love the Lord, may they be put to shame because they have wronged me without cause. But he says, but I, I won't, I won't throw away your commandments because this may be the reason that they're, that they're shaming me or they're wronging me or that they're causing trouble for me is that he follows the Lord. And, and we find this throughout the Bible numerous times is that uh, the people surrounding the Israelites oftentimes in Babylon and in Assyria, uh, we, we see through the story of Daniel that they hated these people for sticking to their their God, for sticking uh, faithfully to, to Yahweh. They, For example, Daniel, he refused to eat the meat, he refused to eat the wine that was served at the king's table. He refused to follow in the practices of some of the other people. He refused to bow down and worship the king. And that's the reason they threw him in the lion's den. So we see this numerous times throughout the Bible that the surrounding people, the surrounding powers and authorities, we see it through Mordecai. I'm just remembering Mordecai and Haman, same situation, right? Uh, where God is blessing his people. And so the people around them are, are either... Um, jealous of the blessings or they're just hating them for for sticking to their convictions or whatever the case is and so they often cause trouble and so this may be the case with the psalmist here that he's feeling this trouble and this uh the, these wrongdoings by the people that are surrounding him and so he's asking let me not put be put to shame i, I, I won't be ashamed of, of your commandments. I won't throw them away, even if that's the reason that people are hating me. Instead, he says, I will meditate on your precepts. I will stick to God's law even further. And so he asks God, verse 74 and verse 79, uh, verse 74 says, may those who fear you rejoice when they see me. And then verse 79, may those who fear you turn to me. He's asking for that fellowship, for that community of people who also follow in God's precepts, who also follow God's commandments and God's laws. And so he's asking for that, for that connection. He's asking for connection that he, that he's longing for that he's not finding with the other people who are turning against him and who are wronging him. 
And then he ends the this section, verse eighty or verse eighty. He says, "May my heart be blameless towards your towards your decrees, that I may not be put to shame." And so he says, "Let just let me let me stick to your commandments. Let my heart not stray away. Let my heart not give in to the temptation to kind of fold in with the rest of society, to fold in with the rest of the people. But rather, let me stick to your commandments. Let me not be put to shame. Let me see the righteousness of God. That's really what he what he's asking for. I'm sticking to the commandments. I'm sticking." to this faithfulness of God. I'm sticking to what God has called me to do, which is follow the commandments of Yahweh. And so he says, God, he's like, don't, don't abandon me. He says, don't let me down. That's essentially what he says. Do not let me be put to shame. Don't let me down. Come through in faithfulness. Come through in promises. Come through in your blessings because I have, I have decreed and I have um, decided to meditate on your precepts. And so he says, let my heart be blameless towards your decrees that I may not transgress, that I may not break the laws of God and therefore not be put to shame. Uh, and so this is what the psalmist is really asking. He's asking for that community. He's asking for that friendship. He's asking for that support. He's asking to be to be faithful to the law of God. He's asking to kind of stick to the precepts and the commandments so that he might not be put to shame, that those who hate him for uh, his love of God, that they may be uh, put to shame, that they may be um, either defeated or find justice or righteousness or whatever the case is. And so this is kind of the beauty of, of this portion of the psalm. And, and what we find in our lives is that we also find, we can also find that community in God. We can also find that community in the people who love the Lord. It's, it's beautiful to find fellowship with people who also have a similar mindset, who also have learned to love Jesus, who have learned to love uh, God, who have learned to love him for the amazing things that he's done for us. And so we, we find this, this pro, these promises, not only in the Psalms, but in the rest of the Bible, that when we love God and we love the Lord, that God will always be faithful, that God will always comfort us. And even if we go through our own form of punishment or afflictions or whatever, like the psalmist is going through in verse 75, uh, we find 76 and verse 77 that God's love and comfort, God's compassion comes to us in the middle of our trials, in the middle of our storms, in the middle of our difficulties. Uh, God is compassionate. God is merciful. And we see it throughout the rest of the Bible that we're not put to shame. When we trust in God and we follow his commandments and we stay faithful to what the Lord has taught us, uh, to what the Bible teaches us, we are never put to shame, that we are always blessed. And whether it's in this life or the next, we have that promise and that hope of something so much better to come. Uh, so this has been our study of Psalm 119, verse 73 to 80. It's, it's a rejoicing in the law of God, rejoicing despite the difficulties that we may face, despite the opposition that we may face, uh, and a rejoicing in finding people that also fear God, that also obey God. Uh, and so we, we cling to the promises of God's unfailing love, to the promise given to his servant, to David, like he says in verse 76, and to the compassion that God has for each and every one of us. Uh, so let's let's pray and let's close Psalm 73, uh, Psalm 119, verse 73 to 80. God, we are so incredibly grateful for the amazing blessings that you provide for us, for being faithful to us and being good to us. And God, there's going to be lots of opposition that we may face, just like Daniel, just like Mordecai, just like Ezra and Nehemiah, we read in the Bible, countless other people that face opposition for being faithful to you, for sticking to uh, what you have taught them, for obeying the commandments. And so God, during this, these times of oppositions, I just pray that you would help us find community, that you would help us find friendship like the psalmist longs for, uh, to find people who also love you, who also obey you, and that we might find community there and that we might not be put to shame, that you would come through in your promises like you have done for countless other peoples, that you would fulfill the word that you have spoken to your servants and that you would just bless us abundantly and that you would help us to see the hope in the kingdom, the hope in Jesus, and the hope of something better to come. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. 
So join us tomorrow as we read uh, Psalm 119, verse 105 to 112. We'll be reading Psalm 119, verse 105 to 112. So this is the Hebrew letter noon. Um, so join us tomorrow at 12 p.m. here on Facebook Live as we read that. And again, if you had your own take on uh, the Yod section of uh, Hebrews 19, 119, so it's verses 73 to 80, we'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to hear your thoughts uh, in, our, in our comments below. And, and again, if you have prayer requests, if you have needs, please feel free to reach out to us either privately or, or publicly. We'd love to either support you in any way we can, pray for you and pray over you. Uh, and as always, we just pray you have a blessed rest of your day and a blessed rest, rest, rest of your afternoon. And we pray that you find God's goodness and love and compassion wherever you go. Uh, amen.